John Scalzi, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. One, two, one, two, three, four. I'm gonna go to hell when I die. I'm gonna go to hell when I die. And yeah. Way to go, a-hole! I'm Commander Shepard, and this is Casually Hardcore, my favorite podcast on the internet. Versus the World Productions. What has been heard cannot be unheard www.vtwproductions.com The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. I don't like this place. Alive. It's alive. It's alive. Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. If you wish to participate in today's show, please come to the website and choose chat at the top of the page. If you have a webcam, click on chat and video to join the video wall. If you want to do IRC chat, click on chat, and you can use our web-based IRC client to join in the chat during the show. If you want to email the show, the address is ch at vtwproductions.com. That's ch as in casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com. And now, on with the show! For Sunday, the 19th of August, 2012, this is Casually Hardcore. Hi, I'm Gnomewise. I'm Iolite. I'm Gwenora. I'm Dexa. And I'm Grail. Holy sheep crap, Batman. Yeah. We have a full house. And to boot, the drinking light is on. And the drinking light is indeed blindingly on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Because in addition, or as a continuation from last week, uh, where we had been sampling the recently kegged mead, mm-hmm. as encouraged by uh, Pusar in the IRC. I uh, took some, set it aside in a growler, and all you European people are going... Because <laughs> <laughs> growler here means larger container than a glass. Basically a yeah. gallon container. Yeah. And growler there means something very, very different. So teehee, have enjoy your potty humor. And <laughs> laid it over some mulling spices and set it down for the week and... Damn, if it didn't take on the flavors uh, remarkably well. So we have mm-hmm. a, a very different uh, critter that cheers to all you on the video wall. Mm-hmm. Um, We're drinking look. liquid Christmas. Christmas. Liquid Christmas. Everyone, yep. everyone here tastes this and says, wow, that tastes like Christmas. <laughs> In mm-hmm. August. Mm-hmm. And 100 and something teen degree what August. Did you, mm-hmm. What did you mull into it? I actually had... I know there was cinnamon. I could taste that, but what else? It was actually a pre-prepared mulling spices oh. packet from Williams-Sonoma. And I believe there was a little bit of cloves in there, too. There's, There's clove, orange oil, okay. ginger, all kinds. I mean, all yeah. spice. All spice. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it is a... Did you try any when you molded? Did you try any when it was like warm or hot? No, this, this is the first sampling. Okay. Interesting. Oh. So th- I, I expect this would be great warm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, I was just keeping it in the fridge during the process because oh, I sure. don't know anything about doing this and don't know if I'm going <laughs> to yeah. start yeah. growing okay. fur on I my might need. kill myself. Let's it's, see. It's cinnamon it's chips, orange rind, whole allspice, whole clove, cinnamon oil, and orange oil. Nom, 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 Don't nom. tempt me to read it in French. Although, oui, 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 oh, oui, oui, In my outrageous French accent. Let me say, n- I wouldn't drink anything warm right now. Actually, scientifically, it's supposed to be better for you. No, I It's 115 degrees that, out there. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's supposed <laughs> exactly. to regulate, Yo, yes, regulate actually, your body temperature. He's right. That's yeah. why yeah, no, like, I, a lot of people... Very counterintuitive. I know. That's why people like soup when it's hot. Yeah, Middle Eastern, mm-hmm. a lot of folks really drink that hot tea during the day to keep cool because it kind of regulates you and keeps you... you know, I did have that experience. I went to uh, have a client that's up near one of my favorite Chinese places and went there and, mm-hmm. and got the hot and sour soup. Yeah. And coming in from the 115 degree and humid heat... And it was remarkably refreshing for a big uh, piping hot bowl of hot and sour soup nice. in the middle of the summer in Arizona. Yeah. So I, I buy that now that I think about it. But before we get too far down the road of the path, the path of <laughs> no return. You can give props to the guy who's like uh, making me stare into the black void. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> If you are joining us live, and you should be, in Internet Relay Chat, which apparently QuakeNet's having a bad day, so if you can't get logged in, we apologize. Um, their web tool apparently is barfing all over people. Dope. Yes, I'm noticing that. Now is the time to uh, upgrade to a genuine IRC get a client. real client. All the information you need to sign in is available on the, on the vtwproductions.com site under the chat tab. And in there, you will find this guy, What's Got a Beard? Barry White, save my life. Yes, the one and only, our producer, nay, IRC rep, Barry Von Awesome. If you have something to bring to our attention during the show, please send your personal messages to Barry VA, and he will bring them to us in an orderly fashion. That doesn't result in us staring into the black void. Right. For the void stares back. I need to find more reasons to use the god not here. And you said, you said God knob. <laughs> I've invented a new word. God knob. I'm disturbed by I that. I'm sure you appreciate you using it over and over. May he strike me down. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, he will. <laughs> so, okay, so. Still remembering George Carlin. If God does not approve of what I have said, may he strike this audience dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's George. Let's just make sure that it's not me. Mm-hmm. Enlightened uh. self-interest. Ah, so mm-hmm. uh, we've utterly failed to come up with a uh, call-in topic ahead of time. Yes, oh yeah, have. I forgot about that piece of it. Whoopsie. Oh well. Um, I have one. Bring it. Actually, Perfect. it's based on an article that I'm going to read later that I didn't have an opportunity to put on the uh, on the not not just on the spreadsheet but on the. Research thread. The research thread because I was well traveling. We forgive you. Um, for those of you, this isn't going to be for everybody because, well, some of you weren't alive in 1987. But a depressingly large percentage of you were probably. Yes. <laughs> if you were alive in 1987 and old enough to have coherent thoughts beyond eat and poopy. There's what? thoughts beyond eating. Yes. Well, <laughs> that? Like I'm Sex. still not there. Reproduction. Oh, I guess that's uh, true. Yes. Am I doing something wrong? Yeah. 
Um, where did you think you would be, or where did you think the world would be in 2012? That's the topic. Ah. Because I have an article here. I'll spoil it a little bit. I'll read it. Um, L. Ron Hubbard in 1987 took a selection of science fiction writers, including Uncle Isaac, mm-hmm. and said, write a letter to the people of the world in ni- 2012. From 1987. From 1987, and put in there what you think the world will be like in 1987. And there's some, number one, there's some, there's some people who are still alive today, number one. And number two, there's some very interesting, some of them got it scary right, and some stuff they're completely off the charts completely wrong on but it made for a very interesting read and i'll share more of it later well it is it is entertaining sometimes to go back and look at 50s and 60s sci-fi where they're talking about the it, distant future of the year animal, 2000 animal yeah animal farm is a good is a good one for that and space so 19, 1999 yeah. well space 1999 i look at and say we totally could have had that other, you know, as far as the, the we could have blown the moon out no. of orbit and <laughs> sent a space. Okay, we could have had the a moon colony. The starting off point of a colonized moon because Space 1999's first season was very hard sci-fi, totally believable. And if we had continued on the curve we were on, spending money on moon exploration and colonization, we totally could have been there by 1999. We just decided not to. Right. There was there was nothing fantastical about. There was no unbelievable technology. The one of the things I loved about the, the, one of my favorite sci-fi spacecraft of all time were the Eagles from Space 1999 because they're totally believable, functional. That is what a cargo ship that needed to fly around in moon gravity would look like and how it would do. It was like, I want one. <laughs> I still want one. Um, so they were dead on except for not thinking that we were going to stop wanting to do manned exploration of space. Mm. They couldn't foresee that because they were writing from the period of time when we were still very hot on the idea. Gotcha. So let's expand it to you. Where did you think we would be in 2012? And or if you are one of the young mumps who wasn't around in 87, uh, what is your favorite uh, laughably bad or scary good author's prediction of the future from the past? There you go. Hmm. Lots of rich... Uh, I know. Yeah. Uh, I definitely have fodder for this one. <laughs> for my own brain. Save it for the my fourth half of the show. Oh, okay. Because I was going to go into my, yeah. my thoughts on it. Chill it. Okay. Yeah, we're in, we're it's in chill. the... We're in, it's chill. Yeah, we're we'll in ta- when I read the article, we'll, ta- we'll talk <laughs> about it later. That was kind of sort of a tangent, but we'll talk about it later. Oh, well, so this is the tangent section. Yeah. Oh, is it? It can't officially be the tangent because this hasn't happened yet. Oh, okay. Tangents are kind of a big deal. And I always feel like I need to always have to play this immediately. After. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. That escalated quickly. That's right. Yeah. In uh, honor of Anchorman 2, I've named my fantasy football team the Sex Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you had a you had a um, a cover band the other day, Todd. That was pretty damn funny. That's I brain. You need. You need a shirt now. Oh, I got, the, the, I got the little icon that says, you know, 60% of the time it works every time. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, you need a t-shirt now. I have. A, I got a Sex Panther t-shirt. Do you really? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I bought him one for Christmas. Yeah. Twice. You twice? Brought, he bought him one for Christmas twice? <laughs> yes, last he, Christmas he, he and the Christmas before. He wore the first before. one out. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. One was Sex Panther. One was the kind of big deal. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Mm. So, I just I'm, don't know how to say this. Hmm. Yeah. 
I, know. I now need to get into my fantasy football. <laughs> I yeah, I know. It's kind of, that's kind of the realization it's I had. Of, was like, it's kind of a big, it's kind of been a while. is in a week. Yeah. I, I have done nothing. <laughs> well, when I was flying to, when I was flying to Fort Worth on last Sunday, instead of being here, um, yeah, I had saved the ESPN draft issue of the magazine and inhaled it on the way over there nice. and, and made a point of making sure I brought it home with me and not throwing it out so that I can have some clues to what I'm doing. My research consists of going to the preseason game of the Cardinals <laughs> and the Raiders. That's, well, I'm glad that's, everybody. That's I'm, I'm glad everybody's doing research on my level this year. <laughs> gives me gives me hope. I might I might win the losers bracket or something. Well, all I got out of the Cardinals Raider game was I'm probably not drafting players from the Cardinals or Raiders. Yeah, that's kind of what I got out of it too. Uh, well, maybe not Cole, but yeah. they were, they had good players. Mm. My contribution will be to realize, oh, shit, it's fantasy football season. Again. <laughs> it's just football season, baby. Football season. Whatever. Just about. <laughs> Hand egg Two is back. to go. Any kind of uh, strikes or labor disputes this year? No, no. no. Remarkable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, oh. actually, yes. Because well, I guess, yeah, the referees, the referees, <laughs> The referees have been locked out. Yes. Thank you. Thank yes. you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but unlike the players, the NFL's basically gone, yeah, we can use replacements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We'll manage. Doesn't bother us. Will these new guys have uh, corrective lenses or actually, they a, have a, a working a, knowledge of the game? They have a woman this year. It's Damn. the first time yeah. ever. She was in, did one of the preseason games yeah. already. She done they're college, they're college, college referees, yeah. yeah. So it's not like they're completely unfamiliar with the game of football. It's just they're being brought up to speed. And I guess the first week they weren't that great, but they're making strides, which mm-hmm. is good to see. Well, I'm assuming and there are some differences between the college oh, rules yeah. and the NFL rules. Oh, absolutely, yes. Pe- pe- like penalties have different distances of yards. You know, they're mm-hmm. penalized. You see them flipping through little flip charts. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because they're saying, you know, coaches this year have to be really up on the rules so they know. <laughs> so they can <laughs> nail them. They can say, hey, wait a no, second. No, 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 no. That's what we've. Five yards. Yeah. Duncan, let's back that up, shall we? Oh, God, i got to come up with. Okay, well, my abbreviation is going to stay the same, but i got to come up with a name. All right. Well, can't, can't run with the same name two years in a row. Exactly. I know I have to come up with a good name, too. Is this some variation on Gamma Delta Iota? No. Uh, no. These are, I, last year I was the hate-filled pineapples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> off, of, off of a title in the research thread because I was in Hawaii. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Somebody said Gwenora is a hate-filled pineapple or something yeah. like that. I thought that <laughs> and I thought that was funny. So I thought, hmm, hate-filled pineapples. I like this. So now i got to come up with something else. Mm-hmm. What was that Big Daddy Blue Orchids last year, right? I think yes, so, I think yeah. you yeah. were. I'll have to do another Bioshock related. There you go. What? Yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm, living. I'm I won't in be. The, I'm in the car. I won't be anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, for, not for fantasy football. You guys football, can be cheerleaders. Rah, rah, sis, boom, bah. Yeah. 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 Go stats. And then Get that ball and really fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the cheerleaders <laughs> grabbed shotgun. It was actually really funny because when we were at the preseason game. Okay, that would be game, way too cool. We're at the preseason game and we're like, all right, okay, this is cool. Wait a second. Where are all, because there's a bunch of season ticket holders that we usually see. Like, what happened to all the season ticket holders? And then we were watching the cheerleaders and Grail goes, well, it's nice to know the cheerleaders are still the same. Still awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still pretty bad. Our really? cheerleaders kind of suck. <laughs> Blows my mind because I went to Arizona State University and I see what kind of female uh, I think it's talent just, air quotes is yeah. available here. Well, no, they're hot. They're hot. Oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're just, just looking. They just they're hot. They just do moves that 
anybody could do. Gotcha. Like there is no, and they don't, and they even that they don't do in sync some of the time. So you're kind of like, hmm. Yeah, they're pretty Actually, bad. You have one job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pretty much. Shake they it, shake it, shake it. They don't though. They don't really have one job. But they don't get paid anything. They do this a lot on their spare time. They get very little money for it. Yeah. I mean, they all have full time jobs, but still, you they're not allowed to date the players. Yeah, which that's. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can always go, well, I'm quitting. Exactly. <laughs> there you exactly. go. Larry Fitzgerald wants to talk to me. I'm, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> How about I just quit between games? Yeah, exactly. Right? So rehire me. <laughs> rehire me before the next game, and then I'll quit at the end That'd of the be game. Interesting Facebook and status war. <laughs> Let's see. I can be. Hired, fired, hired, I fired. Leave hired, it on. Fired. It's complicated. I can, I can be an Arizona Cardinals cheerleader, or I can marry Larry Fitzgerald. I quit. Yeah. I know. <laughs> See ya. Hmm, let me think about this. Paycheck. Yeah. Bring it on. Pretty much. Oh. Speaking of things that started this last week, we had the um, I discovered the joy of having fluid on your inner ear. Ah, on yes. The, on the middle ear, on the cochlea. So I, I've discovered that there are these little hairs that exist in your inner ear, like in other places in your body, and they offset you when you go to walk. So you turn that direction, and your body goes, oh, okay, everything's fine, and it keeps your balance in play and everything else. Well, when you put, little, put fluid in there, Not so it's much, delayed. Huh? And so you turn, and then two seconds later, it feels like your body turned. And it causes vertigo and nausea and dizziness, and, and that's been so, so much, much fun. fun. It's, it's essentially a roller coaster, 24-7. The bed mm. spins without the benefit of having drink. Oh, mm. it's so mean. I sat there, and I was like, wait. So essentially, I've had the feeling of being drunk for two days, and I've had not. None of the benefits. None of the fun of it. That's just unfair. No, I was reminded so. of the... Uh, Definitely working on looking forward to having that dry out. The uh, Top Gear Bolivia special where they're going to extremely high altitudes and basically oh, dying. And they're all getting together after their cars can't get enough oxygen, neither can the drivers. And James Bay's like, do you feel like you're drunk, but not in a pleasant way? <laughs> yes. And they're all like, yeah, do. So Ugh. that was fun. It's just allergies are really bad this year. Everyone yeah, around has been just like really... Really bad. So hmm. I'm excited to see that go. And I, I promise that I will never mock anyone again who calls in sick to work because they have vertigo. Promise. Because you've had the experience. Now. Yes, yes. I'm one of those people many times that I actually do have to learn by experience. I, I don't Otherwise have it's just a, a word. Yeah. I don't yeah. have an appreciation for what that individual is going through. So I'm like, so you're a little dizzy. Buck it up, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, imagine like, not imagine if, work. if somehow... You have managed to get to adulthood without ever personally experiencing explosive diarrhea. You wouldn't understand <laughs> the horror. Did luckily, we have to go to diarrhea? Luckily, <laughs> my parents took me he? down to Acapulco when I was like and five years old. You got old. to experience it. <laughs> and for hardcore. some reason, they decided, let's go eat a Kentucky Fried Chicken in the and middle drink, of Mexico. And, and drink the water. Yeah, that was, uh, that was the one and only time. But wow, wow. That was, that was traumatic that I was that young, and I still have a very vivid picture of what that was like. And so. the brown rain came. Mm. Very, very vivid picture of I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> my body is draining out well, of my It's more like ass. a streak across the floor. Oh, <laughs> better. The uncontrollable oh, explosive diarrhea. God. Brings right. new meaning to the word skid mark. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. And luckily, I was young enough that I couldn't even be expected to clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> <Score>. oh! <laughs> 
<laughs> it was more like, no, no, no. I don't have one with a machine gun. I know. Blam, blam, stop. Blam, blam, please. Oh, God. The pain. Oh, the pain. The pain. So, oh, my God. No, seriously. There's our title. This Explosive thing. diarrhea. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God, the pain. Oh, God, the pain. <laughs> <laughs> So sounds like, oh. That sounds like an episode title. Mm-hmm. So to get off the poopies. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Bex and I have actually gotten through now season what of Doctor Who? We're, we started season four. So yeah. we're, um, so we're like on the final se- season of, of Tenet. Tenet. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Final one of the Tenet. news items talks about the future of the right, franchise. Right. That's why we kind of threw that Although, one in there. I have to say, I've been doing a lot of um, looking at other things he's done. And when he does the uh, Kate's show... Um, what's her Catherine face? Tate. Catherine Tate's yes. show. Um, yeah, he's hilarious in that. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. a funny, funny guy. You don't realize because you only ever seen him in a semi-serious role. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's a little funny in the, but yeah. he's like... <laughs> he's got... I mean, this is one of the things where when reading your interviews with uh, what... Joss Whedon. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. How can I forget his name? I <laughs> um, he talks about he really likes to cast comedic actors in serious roles mm-hmm. and they have never failed to deliver for him because comedy is the hard stuff. Right. Right. Anyone who can do comedy, you can, can fairly do, well yeah. assume they can do drama. Right. So a lot of the people you see in his movies and his TV series are primarily comedic actors that he has handed a serious role to and they just chew it up and, and love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's really funny in one of them uh, where he's the ghost of Christmas present. Have you seen that one at all? No, I've never no. watched the Catherine Tate you show. You need yeah. to see this one. He's like... <laughs> he looks like a, a cross between, I don't know, Russell Brand and a, like a 1970s, 80s rocker. And he's like, up to the minute. And, you know, he's, he's trying to explain his weird outfit he's wearing and he's got... The deepest. I know he's Scottish, but he's got like he's taking it to he, an extreme to the yeah. eleven. Yeah, <laughs> and it's freaking hilarious. It, it's so much fun. I, I just need you to do that gesture again. Which one? The one he started the conversation with. It was distracting. Up to the minute. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. There. So, because he does like this little sachet uh-huh. when he does it. It's really cute. Um, but no, it's uh, and she's hilarious. So um, and then that led me into looking up their um, much to do about nothing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when they do it on digital theater. Which okay. now I want to pay for it so I can see it. <laughs> it's like six bucks to download. Mm-hmm. But it like the little clips they showed with all the um, all the actors playing all the different parts, and they obviously it's it's with a twist, so it's modernized and. It looks really good. So yeah. I've I've successfully transmitted the infection and the addiction, and you're now you are officially in the fold of the BBC. We well, have I you now. Liked, I already liked the BBC to begin with because mm-hmm. of Sherlock. Right. Come on, yeah. Sherlock. How can you not? Sherlock, Sherlock is a Sherlock. wonderful gateway drug. Yeah. Yes. So well, how I, could want, you I not? want more of that. I know they're, yeah. doing, they're doing at least one more season of it. Or excuse me, series. We need I more still haven't seen the second series. We, we need, need more through. Netflix. Yeah, yeah we need yeah. more Netflix. Yeah. They Absolutely. only have the first three episodes on there. Remind me to teach you how to get uh, or whatever. I've been doing play. more on iTunes and more on Amazon uh, with Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, and then buying a couple where I can't like that's where we rented yeah. uh, Hunger Games was yeah, on right. Amazon well, Prime on release day. You're, you're not going to um, find it. It's a freebie on release day. Almost, almost never anymore. Yeah, exactly. But it was it was still a wonderful, uh, wonderful movie. I hadn't seen in the theater um, mainly because you know I have children of <laughs> a young age. 
But and I'm really pleased to see that all the movie theater executives have been listening to our show, as we know they do. Yes, of absolutely. Yes. And they are delivering what we have asked for, yeah. which was, on day of release, give me a digital option for right. a reasonable price. Right. Yeah. Four bucks for a 24-hour HD rental that we could watch across the PS3, computer, iPad, and the Roku boxes. Right. Yeah. Well, I think actually the one, the one in the, the BBC one is mm. actually a permanent download for... Yeah, you just... Yeah. Right. Yeah, digital, no, this one was... Copy. We're talking about for the Hunger six, Games yeah. rental. Yeah. Yeah. For six bucks. You, you, so. could, you could buy it and put it in your Amazon library right. for like yeah. $14.99. Yeah. We just wanted to... Well, it was $14.99 non-HD. Right. If you wanted right. HD, it was $19.99. Oh, yeah, if you would want it HD, I think it was like 10 bucks. What I'm and saying is their prices are better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Get down to their prices. And we've been grabbing uh I think four bucks is, is a completely not bad. Legit I've been, yeah, it's a good price. Rental price yeah. for not having to leave your house. For for a day one release, I mean on the day of release, H D I, I will pony up four bucks. I am not that cheap. I will Yeah. If I, I put my money where my mouth is I'm always saying, Entertainment industry, give us these things. And then they keep serving them up and saying, oh, it's not good enough. I was like, uh, no, I better start buying this crap because yeah. I promised them I would. And yeah. I want the content. And yes. they're looking. They're like, why hasn't no, no one bought yet? Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, We've yes. done everything he's asked for. Well, when I went to get the, the Tron Legacy Blu-ray, mm-hmm. yeah. the only reason I got it is because it was the Blu-ray right. DVD digital copy combo meal yeah. mm-hmm. for the price of the Blu-ray. Right. Yeah. With the added bonus of this technology that Disney is messing with called Second Screen, we have basically a custom iPod, iPad app uh-huh. that synchronizes with the movie. Oh, really? And if you've got a Blu-ray player with a network connection, it, it does the synchronization automatically oh. and deals with you pausing and stuff. I haven't tried that yet. That's cool. um, yeah, we'll have to do that. For some reason, it took a really freaking long time to download. Hmm. It doesn't seem like a particularly large app, but something about it was really slow. But that was where they were putting in all of the root kits on all of our systems. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It could be because I'm running the I'm running the iOS six iOS six beta, and it may not like it. Right. So, mm. but it's, it's had a lot it's, of problems with neat. Mountain Lion. Um, just the all operating of, all system. All over the school. Uh, yeah, it's a pain in the butt. Well, um, I think they're, I mean, I think they're going the right way because, like I said, if you, well, like me, if you like a, a particular actor, a particular actress, and you go right. out and search for them and see their other content, mm-hmm. and then want to get their other content, it's easy a lot to of get it is to. older, mm-hmm. you're going to have to do digital download. You're not going to be able to just buy a DVD or buy it somewhere. Well, that's just it. Uh, genuinely speaking, it started with the Kindle, but it kind of goes everywhere now. I don't want... CDs. I don't want DVDs. I don't want the cases. I don't want unless it's like a leather bound. I'm going to keep it forever because it's a showpiece, right. yeah. collector's item. I don't want the book. Give it all to me digitally. Mm-hmm. Let me have my multiple devices that I access it on. You know, computer, TV, iPad, phone, the whole nine yards. Give me that spectrum. But don't make me keep 300 books on my bookshelves at home and then yeah. remember which books to take with me. Let me access them where I, you know, as I go. And the beginnings of that are in place. Yeah. Speaking of, last, nice. last week we talked about that hack that had happened between Amazon and Apple. Oh, yeah. Where the, they, they managed to leverage the systems against each other and get control of the guys. Right. Get control account. of the guy's iCloud. Right. right? And basically and wipe, wipe his, his yeah, they nuked all of his devices from orbit. Um, 
And uh, he wrote it up. He contacted them right. and said, I won't press charges. Please just tell, tell me, how, me how, you how you did this. So you and they the wrote it up. I had interesting conversations about that, actually, with... Uh, well, it's um, the industry you live in with your school. Yeah, yeah. with a bunch of uh, officers this week. It was very... It was hmm. quite interesting. Well, it's just a matter of the, the successful hackers are the ones that kind of think outside the box. Instead of trying to hack just... One and it's not a brute and it's not a brute force attack. It's a social social engineering engineering. attack, and that's the most successful. I'm just calling to give you guys a new credit card number for my account. Here you go. Yep. And they will gladly accept that new information into your account. Previously, they would gladly accept that information in your account without ever challenging you for credentials, because that's about them getting more money. Sure. So there's no protections in place. But then to turn around and say, one of the ways you can prove you are who you say you are is to give us the last four digits of a credit card on file. We have no bar to entry as to what credit card numbers come in the door, and yet once it's in the door, it's a way we validate who you are. And Let's think about that, shall we? Yeah. Not smart. And they don't do that no more. It, it oh, turned yeah. out that they actually didn't even like, do one of those prepaid credit cards. They just made a number up. Right. Because no Whole purchase cost. was attempted. Right, no one was able to verify right. wow. that it was a uh, that it was a fictitious card. Even stupider. So. Yep. No, it was really. It was just one of those moments where you're looking at it, going, "Yes, stupid systems that they can leverage against each other, or at least substantially flawed systems." Mm-hmm. But a, a smart person or persons thinking through what are the loopholes to this system what are the ways that i can game and they walked the right system in. and they and the good part was they did it in a way that then now we can fix the hole yes. right you fix the hole and it's like any, one any, person any zero day exploit right one person got while. it All right, other that, than that it's like you know the ones the ones I worry about are the ones we never hear about. Yeah, that are still operating. Those are the really are successful still, ones you know, that nobody has ever noticed. Right. All right. You are listening to Casually Hardcore live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. When we return, it shall be geeks upon a world of gaming. We will return right after a little Jonathan Colton. I've queued up a couple of songs in honor of Iolite finding some time to sit down in front of her newly resurrected gaming rig and play a little portal so here comes still alive we'll be back right after this this show is brought to you in part by audible Audible audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet with over 85,000 programs for more than a thousand content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions.
this was a triumph I'm making a note here, huge success It's hard to overstate my satisfaction Aperture science We do what we must because we can For the good of all of us Except the ones who are dead But there's no sense crying over every mistake You just keep on trying till you run out of cake And the science gets done And you make a neat gun For the people who are still alive Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. I hope you have a drink handy. Geeks in a Gaming World. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. Onward and sideward into Geeks in a Gaming World. And, oh, God. Google has given me the finger. Yep. <laughs> So has everything yeah, else, it seems. Can we give you the finger, too? Yeah. Sure, it's radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving right along. <laughs> Leaving the visual jokes behind, we have, as assembled by the mighty and powerful Grail, many of the gaming-related stories from the week. Yep. And I wanted to start with the one that surprised me not one little bit. Right. 
Which didn't was? surprise me much either, uh, on which life. has to be the on life. On yeah. Life, yep. yeah, on life enters a form of bankruptcy. Form. Is it, yeah. It's like bankru- bankruptcy light or... Well, originally, the original report was that they're shutting down. Okay. And then, that's not bankruptcy. That's yeah. liquidation. Yeah. So on life, is that, as a matter of fact, is not shutting down, but is uh, entering a form of bankruptcy known as assignment for the benefit of creditors. They must be in the UK. Because that sounds like a UK term. Or ABC. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. nothing in there that says where they're actually yeah. based at. But the service itself will stay up, however... Um, you know, I mean, it, it, it goes to show that companies still have problems determining size. Because mm-hmm. the reason they're entering bankruptcy is they thought they were going to have a lot more subscribers, mm-hmm. so they overbought on servers yep. and then realized, wow, having this many servers costs a lot of money to support, and we didn't get the subscriber base that we were expecting to warrant all these servers. So, Math. yeah, they're Math. having to, to kind of recaliber. I mean, it's good news for few people that do use the on-live service is that it's still going to be there, mm-hmm. um, especially for Ooh-ya. Like Ouya, which is going to kind of partner with it. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's one of those that it sounded like an interesting idea, but it looked more niche, and if they really thought it was going to be the next big thing, they just bet wrong. Well, I think the consoles just got too good too fast. It was a matter of electronic delivery to consoles grew up and kind of filled the hole that these guys were trying to fill. Because yeah. OnLive was all about, you've got a box, you've got a controller, what do you want to play? Right. No trips to the store, no nothing. It just comes right over the internet. You play it on demand. It's the Netflix yeah. model, Netflix, Netflix streaming model. Right. But you can pretty much do a lot of that yeah. or enough to satisfy the average gamer on an Xbox 360 or a PS3. Yeah, the stores mm-hmm. have full games on there. They have obviously the arcade games, which are smaller, but they even put full titles now available for download. Yep. Hard drive space is kind of stopping dirt, an dirt issue. These days. Um, and I think the, the other big thing is they came in at the end of this current cycle of consoles. Yeah. So right now, already you saw normal consoles were in decline for sales. So something that just gave you the ability to access more titles but was not different, wasn't a uh, next-generation leap, wasn't going to succeed. So I can play the same games? Yeah. Hmm. Like, hmm, maybe they should have waited till 2013. Or maybe there's never a good time for this because we've already passed the point of no return on DLC. Eh, possibly. I mean, we saw Ouya, though, is basically said, no, people are interested in DLC, but I guess it's going to be App Store style, yeah. Yeah, maybe we, we've they're... We've been trained to use App Stores now. Right, right. So, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting that this failed, and yet something that cost the same amount as OnLive got a huge amount of money on Kickstarter. So, people want some form of this. It's well, just OnLive was not the thing. OnLive was a closed system playing AAA yeah. commercial titles right. locked down. The Ouya is all about, I want to see what... A friend of mine who codes really cool puzzle games comes up with, because it goes up on the App Store, and might be the next Braid. Yeah. Or Angry Birds or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't say that too. Nemesis will hear you. And he'll be here before you can <laughs> nice. actually say Someone say anything. Angry Birds. Someone said the word. Say he has three times more. in front of the mirror, and a yellow bird will <laughs> shoot out and take your head off. Just whack you in the face. Exactly. Nice. Uh, let's see. So this is an interesting one for us folks that are in Arizona. Kurt Schilling, who is a ex-Diamondbacks baseball pit player and uh, Boston mm-hmm. Red Sox pitcher, mm-hmm. had started a studio called 38 uh, Studios. Yep. And they shut down. But after taking massive tax benefit from the states where they were yeah. located, this was Mass- uh, not Massachusetts, it was... Um, 
I think Delaware? It, no, it was. I thought it was in Massachusetts. I forget. Okay. Well, either way, they, they, were, they were lured to a particular state to set up shop by massive right. tax breaks. So they were going to release a game called Copernicus, yep. which mm-hmm. was a massive multiplayer online role-playing game. Um, however, their big thing with it was they were developing it as a AAA title, but they were going to go right from the start as a free-to-play, which is interesting. I mean, that was the first... We've seen AAA titles migrate to that, but this is that the first one... That seems to be the, the one, typical life cycle these days. Yeah. This is the first one, though, and you know, according to Chilling, um, you know, and obviously as the head of studio, you take it with a grain of salt, was that most investors were most interested in it because of that, that a lot of people did not want to invest in a game that required a monthly uh, subscription fee. Because they had already seen that that's going the way of the dodo. It's, you have to have something pretty special, apparently, to get that to, to continue. Yeah, to get it to play for a long time, you're going to have to have something that really engages the players and makes it worth that $15 a month or $10 a month or or whatever it's going to be. I mean, the reality is that we saw that work with World of Warcraft because it was such an engaging game and yep. it was And there were no other choices really at the time. Right. It was in terms of community, it was the strongest community that was out there. So you had the community, you had the compelling play, you had tons of different ways to spend your time in the game and it it worked. Um, and you know, I mean, I think building a micro economy or a micro transaction based MMO is is very intriguing because I think people have finally realized I'm not going to build another WoW, yeah. and that time isn't really here anymore. Well, well the, the list of successful free-to-play... I mean, Sony has free realms, and Sony has a whole list sure. of free-to-play MMOs that are totally successful. There's DC Universe Online, D&D EverQuest. Online... Um, EverQuest, Lord of the Rings. Yep, yeah. They all have free-to-play options now, and they all seem to be doing well enough to stay in business, unlike OnLive. But interestingly enough, I mean, a, a game that has managed to k- keep a subscription model the entire time it's been out there is Eve. Right, True. Eve Online. Eve Online. Yeah. So I'm, yep. But I think that, again, comes down to a really dedicated community. Yeah. I mean, you people, need to hit a niche. People who play Eve yeah. are... Eve is one of those games you either love it or you hate it. And I... The game itself was really cool. It was very pretty. But I hated playing it. Mostly because <laughs> of the people who were playing it. Not for everyone. No, yeah. because it's... It's cutthroat above and beyond. If you think any of the MMOs that you ever played were cutthroat PvE or PvP, you haven't played EVE Online. Right. That's <laughs> the worst I've ever seen. You've never and been I, potted. Which and, is I, really, and I couldn't stand it. Which so is really it ruined funny it for because me. The, the people in person are very nice people. Awesome people. Oh, yeah. Awesome people. Add anonymity. It's the greater yeah. internet dick club. Yeah. Well, and understand that's the difference, though, between meeting the people who make and run the game versus meeting all the people who play, play the, the game. game. Yeah. No, I'm no. talking about the so, people who play yeah, the game. Yeah, we met a lot of people that, remember that party, was a lot of people there were players Playing that the they game. invited. That's that's true, but yeah. there were also a lot of people who, who yeah, sure. were designing the game. But you can tell who those people were versus the players, yeah. and I talk okay. mostly to players. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think also, you kind of remember I was three hours out of the hospital. Yeah, but again, I think they came out also is that everybody knows that going in. As a player, you know, if everybody's going to be cutthroat and Everybody understands that's the 
the world and everybody's like, let's do this. Then yeah, yeah in real life, I'm sure they're like, yeah, you're, you're my brother. You're, you know, you're in the trenches with me exactly. <laughs> of this horrible experience. <laughs> my, yeah. My answer to that is I won't be playing Eve online Yeah, because it's not my, I don't like that. That's but not so how it I shows play. that a niche market can still subscribe in or su- survive. survive in a subscriber based model. Yep. I agree. I yeah. agree. It absolutely does demonstrate that. Speaking of free to play, I have now played Diablo three. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is what happens (laughs) when Gnomewise has a working gaming rig. Wow! And 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 uh, Blizzard offers free to play. And and I come in and I'm like, What is is that? that? Is that Diablo? It's Diablo three. Go away! (laughs) Literally, he's like, Yeah, yeah. Don't you have to go to bed? Aren't you? (laughs) Shouldn't you be leaving now? Why why are you down here? What did you play? Leave us alone. Yeah. Uh, I played a uh, wizard named Fush. Oh, okay. Fush? Fush. Fush. F-O-O-S-H. Fush. 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 Isn't that yeah. one of uh, Aridan's characters too? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's a good um, name. Does, does what it says, says what it does. Exactly. It's, uh, wizards for me were, I think, are like level 10. You really go, oh, now I understand why this class is here. This gets really good. Nuke the site from orbit. Yeah. Sure. You get things like chain lightning and, <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, so so they take you through basically with the beta would let you play yeah, up to yeah. the Skeleton King. Yeah. Um, so give you the taste of... So did you get the, the I understand. feeling of like, okay, I understand now why. Especially, I think Diablo 3, especially because of how much it gives you. Like every time you level, you unlock something. Mm-hmm. And let alone the loot drops and everything. Uh, yeah, that's good. Good. I had my, my share of, oh, you must identify this. And, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> right click. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? What's it going to be? Oh, it's a buckler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, it is. I mean, it incorporates those addictive bits of wow, the, the loot grind. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious about you know, the whole multiplayer aspect of it. Mm, it's I, fun. Because I've only ever done oh, yeah. the single tra- player playthrough. I still have to do the single player on that one. But the... You know, I saw it and went, ooh. I am an order of magnitude more interested now because they offered me the free-to-play taste. Ah. So first hit's free. Yeah, yeah. First one's always it's free. free. Yep. And that's the whole concept behind the freemium, right? So give you the baseline, yeah. you know, and then if you decide you like it, now you must buy. It's like sending you the first chapter of the book in the mm. Kindle. Yeah, exactly. Which you can preview the first chapter. I really hope to see now. freemiums move into more, though, higher grade quality titles. Because right now, like, you go on the App Store on your iPad and you see all these games and they're all like, oh, it's free. And you go, okay. And you look off to the side and go, what's the top in-app purchases? Oh, five gems, ten gems. You're like, okay, I understand what type of game this is going to be. And right. I think those, like, I'm really burnt out on anything like that. So I don't, I really would like to see more of the games that are in, very engaging game that put some meaningful purchases in it and not just a, a let's but, fleece you for everything you're worth. But don't you think that's the case for Diablo 3? No. Well, I, I guess you could make an argument that it becomes that when you hit Inferno difficulty, but okay. until that point, you really do not need to go to that auction house at all. And even if you do go to the auction house, you can, you, again, it's, it becomes a question of how much time do you feel like. If you really want to play Inferno and you don't want to spend time farming, then there's an option that involves money. <laughs> right. Okay. I see what you're saying then. I was referring to kind of the freemium as 
they gave you this in- entry level experience for free, right? And then if you want the premium experience, you have to, to buy. Yeah, you, you yeah. have to buy the rest of the game. So like, you so think- like Angry Birds, they give you the first right. three levels free, and then you have to buy the game if you want. I look at that as more levels. like a demo. Sorry. Yeah, than anything. you know, yeah. and I guess it's like the you prologue. It's like yeah. reading the first chapter of the book. Exactly. You know, to you, decide if you like. You it. can make yeah. an argument that that does fit in the freemium world, but, but it wasn't how you had defined no. freemium. Because I mean, that, right. demos have been in existence. Yeah, for freemium. A long you can time. play through the entire game. Yeah. To a certain extent, and then you pay extra for more stuff. More stuff. More capacity. Yeah. Right. More right. Maybe the extra mission or something. So our friends over at Dorkly have a lovely infographic. Yeah, I this love week. this. This is video game companies as your friends. So they go through the major companies, and as an example, Blizzard is the first one. Your internet friend. You only know him from the internet since he refuses to ever hang out offline. (laughs) Not so subtle to jab at the why does my single player require an internet connection. That's right. I love Bethesda, though. The road trip friend. Buddy you met on a road trip, and now you seem to go on another road trip with him every year. Weeks of your life disappear before your eyes as if you were in another world. Always is crawling with uh, fleas and other bugs. But usually it's not enough to affect the great time you're having. Right. My favorite's EA. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the rich friend. The rich friend. Yeah. <laughs> Comes for money. Really into sports. Always <laughs> pressuring you to buy stuff from some crummy store his family owns. <laughs> Origin. Origin. Uh, when other friends spend a lot of time with them, they tend to disappear. Probably gets more flack than he actually deserves, even though you're pretty sure he's a, ser- a serial killer. Yep. Nice. <laughs> that one, yeah. That's awesome. That's a good win. So. Nintendo, your friend from childhood. Yeah. You've known him forever. Really quirky, always trying to reinvent himself, but still fun to hang out with. You feel like he's never really grew up, but that's okay. You have other friends when you want to do more mature stuff. Sega's kind of sad. Yeah, Sega's the one that lives the the good old days. (laughs) The other friend from childhood. Right. He moved to town a few years after Nintendo. His family has fallen on hard times lately. Tough to hang out with since all he wants to do is remember the good Good old old days. days. Nowadays, he just shows up at parties, stares at his cell phone, and then leaves. Or Activision, the repetitive friend. Keeps telling the same (laughs) jokes and stories every year after year after year. You still laugh, but a little less each year. (laughs) (laughs) And then the final one is Valve, your cat. Loyal, friendly, and the internet loves them. Yep. (laughs) I kind of like Zynga, too, though. Yeah, that's a good shot at them. I don't have it up. Oh, it's a copycat friend. Yes. Clearly tells jokes and stories that some of your other friends came up with. Only worth... With only worth and why? What? Only worth and while needing your money, huh? I think it means only worthwhile. Only worthwhile, worth your while needing your money. Uh, Gets really upset when you don't post about him on Facebook. Nice. The copycat friend. There you go. So that's a good one. I'm sure our producer will link, but it's fun, oh, funny, funny uh, list of uh, good infographic and frighteningly true. I don't understand the Microsoft one, but I'm not sure you should explain it to me on the air. Oh, no. It makes pretty good sense. Yeah. yeah. No, the <laughs> red ring part. Oh, oh, red ring of death red on the death uh, on Xbox, the 360s. Xbox 360. The power button, right. three segments of it turn red when it has a, a very common fairy that kills the box entirely. Right. So the red ring of death. Now, they're saying that he's got like a venereal disease that gives him a red ring of death. Mm-hmm. Right. He has a red ring on his junk. Yes. That made me yep. uncomfortable. Yeah, they're referring to the Red Ring of Death. It's like a blue screen of death, but it, Red Ring of Death on a 360 is a, it's the end of the line. It's not nice. Yeah. 
And Sony at least doesn't make you pay for anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, after <laughs> he after he, after after he screws, screws yeah. it up and lets your credit card get stolen. I'm sorry, yes. man. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, honestly, I, yeah, that's a good one. She didn't look like she was 14, did she? So there was a little one on there that um, just because we've been doing a lot of Minecrafting, oh, yeah. there was a little research thread on there about um, just you know how WoW has all their little parody songs and yep. little parody videos and. They've made a ton of them for Minecraft, too. So if you have a chance, go to YouTube and see some of these. Um, the Mining Diamonds is a really good one. And actually, while you're, if you read the article, once uh, Barry posts it, it actually states that one guy's actually paying his rent from his uh, YouTube downloads awesome. with his little wow. parody song. Nice. So it's really Pretty cool. Good. But they're hilarious. They have a, the party rock anthem. Yeah. They have one doing that where they're all in the little mining cart and their little heads are going and... It's pretty cute. Yeah. <laughs> Don't uh, you guys, kids. But yeah, yeah we've, been, uh, we've been Minecrafting a lot. There was a lot of Minecrafting going on last night. Yeah. We got some, like I said, Minecraft, Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. Yeah. yeah there, that is your world. It is so good. And I've said this now three weeks in a row. It is so good. good. <laughs> <laughs> it is so engaging. Um, but in another area that I played a lot of multiplayer, and I'm sure at this table I'll probably be the only one interested in this, is that Black Ops 2, they're actually expanding oh, their right. multiplayer and oh, changing yeah. which for an Activision title, and yes, it's an iteration, has been their best title, I think, in years that I could imagine Black Ops, uh, Black Ops 1 was. So Black Ops 2, they're actually finally doing some changes to like the kill streak rewards, which used to be yeah. basically the more you killed people, the more things you unlocked along this chain of bonuses that you could call in like a UAV, you could call in airstrikes. Eventually, <coughs> you could call in a, uh, a A10 or something like that. Nice. Um, now they're changing it. And I'm they're changing it to points <laughs> now. So instead of doing, um, if doing a kill, how many people you kill, it's depending on like if you um, are doing capture the flag. And if you do a capture the flag, I think it's 100 points. It's more it, based on what you're doing in the game. Exactly. And then if you run after someone who has the flag, it's like 150 um, if you get the flag all the way back to the base, it's like 200 points. And then it's point-based. So it's not just everybody who has a, a, you know, the, the Twitch reflex that can kill you really fast like Aridin. Yeah. It's also being strategic and yeah. getting certain things done. Contributing. And contributing and to your entire group that gets you points, which allows you to unlock more items. Which is nice. And they're putting in now, like, you pick 10 equipment, so you really can customize your class mm -hmm. to be exactly the way you want it to be, which has always been a, kind of a staple of the Call of Duty series, but now it's very, you can get really unique and have a lot of uh, variety with the folks you play with. So, I, you know, it's a shooter. It's, it's, you know, the same formula again, but I'm pretty excited for this one. What actually was kind of <laughs> neat about that article, I thought, was they're also putting in an option for yeah. shoutcasting. Which, that's really cool. They have an option on there where you can shoutcast the game. They have an, a one-button streaming, so you can just push the one button and it starts streaming. Audio and video, I Yeah, assume. I'm assuming mm -hmm. so. I didn't, and then yes. they also have where you can put a little webcam, and then it'll put a little you, um, a little you while you're doing your mm -hmm. shoutcasting. Yeah. So they've actually added that into the, into the, the game, which I thought that was really well, interesting. Having it built in is awesome. Because Isn't the, that nice? Well, the kludges you have to go through yeah. to do that. I mean, Livestream and Justin.tv all have these fairly complex tools for doing exactly that. But there's always something that can go wrong and where it, f it fights with the game. 
for resources and having it be a part of the game, will, I assume, will reduce those conflicts a great deal. Right. So good on you. Yeah, that was really. I thought that was the most yeah. interesting. It's really cool because I'm not a first person shooter person, but I I love when they put that type of technology in, yeah, in there. Innovation. Yeah, innovation. Is um, Gwen. So yes, let me hit you up on Mech Warrior online because <laughs> I don't know if you've actually played because I have a. A shared friend of ours. I haven't yet. Okay. Because all they have is a closed beta right now. Right. And it's under an NDA. Okay. And yeah. Well, so I haven't yet. I'm getting to the point where I bought a founder's package. So I can. I have an invite yeah. to the closed beta. I'm debating as to whether or not I want to play it. Well, I'm not I'm not in it, so I'm not covered by the NDA. But I have a friend that does play it and has told me about it. So I okay. won't sell him out, however. Uh um, Vanderwall has been playing, uh-huh. and yes. he basically said there's three things that happen right now because all they have right now is a base. Like you have a base, your opponents have a base. You can win either by destroying all your opponents or by destroying their base. Right. He goes, "This is what happens: either you rush to their base and try to blow it up, mm-hmm. you sit back and defend your base and let them come to you, right. kill them, or everybody meets in the middle and just you try to duke it out really? and see what happens." And he goes, "Right now, basically, you find a lot of teams like." It seems like these folks know what they're doing. When when you get a team like that, they sit back at their base. Okay. And basically both teams kind of sit Turtle. back until somebody gets bored and goes forward. Right. So I'm hoping, and there have been a lot of talk on the forums about uh, new multiplayer modes and things that would kind of force a little bit more of the battles. Right. But, but he said overall the graphics and the controls, it's very fast um, and it, it plays really well. That's well. Good. And they really made the various mech... Uh, weights viable that was one of the things that they had talked about in terms of how effective a mech is for its given weight and and there was a lot of stuff on the forums going on around this and i have a very small segment of the forums that i like to look at because the rest of it i just don't have time for because it's all trolls and people asking the 15th version of the same damn question so welcome to the internet yeah Yeah. no so one of the things that they made sure they did was to give each class each weight class its own sort of, I don't know if you want to call it specialization, but they've weighted it so that, okay, you're not going to run an Atlas against, or Jenner against an Atlas solo, one-on-one, and expect to win. It's just not going to happen. But if you pull a Lance of Jenners together, which are, what, 30-ton mechs? Yeah. You um, can pick them apart. Against a solo Atlas, yeah, that Atlas driver needs to be really good or he's going to get his ass handed to him. Well, they, he even mentioned that Jenners, they're so fast yeah. that they and really the, have problems locking on to them. Right. It's really tough to and take the them thing, down. And the thing about, and that, you know, and that may, they may tweak that because sure. they've got mechs in, in there that are even faster than the Jenners. The really? spider comes to mind. They've already, they're not, I think the other thing is that they've only got probably four mechs in there that you can play right now, which are the Founders mechs. Well, which no, is, no the, they actually put it even in their credit system. So he's been able to earn money and unlock other chassis. Oh, okay. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. At least to start, you've got the four mechs. You've right. got Jenner, Hunchback, Catapult, Atlas. Atlas so you're, right. those are the four founders mechs. So, okay, well, that's good to know. Because yeah. then I'll start, because I want to go unlock a trench bucket and start rolling with that, because that's just <laughs> what I do. That's right. Um, LRM, LRM, LRM. I'm waiting to see if they're going to put in custom skins. Because yeah. there's a very, very large, it's the largest thread on the forums. It was custom skins. Called Repainted Concept Art. And there's some very, very talented people who are repainting um, Alex Iglesias. He's the head, the lead designer for the mechs. Taking his designs, putting them in Photoshop and GIMP and whatever you want to call it, and repainting them in the color schemes of Canon units. 
And there's some very, very cool stuff that's going on. You can role-play so, the hell out of that. Oh, you so can. And there's another one that's um, it's a unit insignia thread where people have gone and recreated based on, you know, Sarna, uh, Sarna Wiki or Sarna.net, which is the Battletech Wiki, gone in there based on this stuff and, and based on the canon descriptions in the source books that came out 20 five years ago That's right made the unit designs gone have gone in and done unit insignias now i don't think we're going to get to put custom insignias on on mechs i don't think that's going to happen but i think that eventually custom skins because it's free to play if you pay enough money you'll be able to design a custom skin and, and yeah. put it in there i can see that happening i don't know if it's going to i fervently hope it does because i've got a couple of skins well, that i want to use plain cool right and you've got people doing merc units with custom color schemes, and yeah, it'd be that'd be really sweet to do. So, well, because I mean, they already have a ton of customization for your mech, like right? The the loadouts, the loadouts, the and chassis, a, yeah, the whole mech else. lab thing. And I haven't had a chance um, to play with that yet. But they, but yeah, I mean, that's that's internal. You want something visual though to show this is yes. my mech. Oh, absolutely. And then yeah. you get you know, and you'll have a whole unit of mechs. You know, if they if they do mm-hmm. it twelve on twelve, lance on lance, you'll have a lance of mechs. Or I'm sorry, a company. Yeah, a company. You'll have a company and mechs all running around in the same color scheme. Which is just which awesome. is that's just cool. And useful. I mean, yeah, and it fits right in with the theme of what they're doing. So mm-hmm. hopefully eventually we'll be able to do that. That that's something I'm looking forward to. So yes. yeah, I have to get Windows seven on the system and then see if this thing will actually work with it. If I can actually run it. Otherwise it's gonna be, hmm, let's see how cheaply I can build a system that'll yeah. run the specs <laughs> on this. Which neatly brings us to the end of our segment. We will return shortly with the research cast. We will pay homage to our awesome all-volunteer research team because they are made of uniform sections of awesome, win, and overly cool. Mm. Music-wise, I have a little more Joko for you. Also from the Portal series. This is from Portal 2. This is Want You Gone. Oh. <laughs> after, the, after the break, I just saw something that's way, way too cool. And on that bombshell, wow. we end. We'll be back right <laughs> after this. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality of their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. Such a pleasure Remember when you tried to kill me twice And how we laughed and laughed Except I wasn't laughing Under the circumstances I've been shocking tonight You want your freedom taken That's what you're counting on
quite as heavy Now little Carolyn is in here too Baby woke me up So I could live forever Such a shame the same will never happen to you You've got your short side life left That's what counting I meant you It would be funny If it weren't so sad You have been replaced I don't need anyone now If I delete you Maybe I'll stop feeling so bad Go make some new disaster That's what I'm counting on You're someone else's To VTW 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 Productions 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 Dot com Dot com Dot com Dot com Dot com Versus the World Radio Researched Chaos <laughs> Casually Harker continues live on Versus the World Radio VTW Productions Dot com when we left, Gwen had a bombshell. I was looking at the, in the forums on MechWarrior Online um, at the repainted concept art, and one of the forum members named Catgirl um, repainted a Jenner to look like one of the pursuit cars from the MFP from the original Road Warrior. And it is very, very, very cool. <laughs> Road Warrior from Mad Max. Mad Max. Okay. Yeah, the Road Warrior. That was the first one. Was No, Mad Max was the first one. Oh, that's Mad right. Max Mad was, Max was yeah. the first one. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry, from Mad Max. And then Road Warrior. And then Road, and then Road, Road Mad Warrior. Mad Max Road Beyond Thunderdome. Thunderdome. And now they're remaking it. So yeah, of course. Are they really? Oh, yes. Well, well, I'm not so sure about that, man. I like the first one. I like the original But they're remaking one. Mad Max. Right. They're, they're starting kinda, over from yeah. the get-go. Which, yeah. And so many people only know the Road Warrior right. series starting with the Road Warrior. Right. They don't even realize, realize that Mad Max, and I still think, uh, arguably, Mad Max was the best movie of the three. Really? I like Road Warrior best. It's so 80s. Come on, they trick them. With the bus. Yeah. <laughs> the juice, the precious the juice, juice was hidden in the vehicles. That's right. Ooh, sleight of hand, sleight of hand, sleight of hand. Brilliant. Whatever. <laughs> Brilliant. No, not so much. It's all about the Razor boomerang. Oh, yeah. That's yes. kind of cool, too. There is that. Yeah. That, the fact that the little, spoiler, the little feral kid with the Razor is the one who's narrating the story. Right. But the other whole, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Cuts his finger. Oh. Wow. We're spoiling, you know, 30-year-old movies. <laughs> You'd be surprised how much people bitch uh, on the internet. Yes. <laughs> oh, dude. No, it's the internet. That's what you it's You would there not for. be surprised by how much people bitch on the internet. <laughs> no, we've had this conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're very familiar with how much people bitch. Oh, they took my freaking kidney. So our research that is called... Disney's Touching Me, Touching You edition. Touching Me, Touching, touching You oh, God. edition. And it was named by Aid. 
So it's aid all your fault. Of, it's oh. all aid of the sultry foreign accent. Yes. <laughs> aid. Uh, aid. This could be a problem. Contributors were Aid, of course, and MacBit. Not to be confused with MacButt. Also, Sean Caster. The young one. The young one. Uh, Deus Ex. I have no witty. Nothing witty for Deus Ex. We got to come up with something. He just has an awesome name. Yeah. Then we have uh, Barry Great VA. <laughs> the Barry Von Awesome. Uh, Captain Nub. Speaks for itself. And uh, oh, Epic Lurker. Lurking, was the last one. Lurking, lurking, That's it. Lurking, lurking. There's one missing. I'm sorry. I, I can't do it. There's no, it's not here. I'm sorry. Yep. I need paper bag to breathe into. Just, damn it. Boba Fetish. Yep. You're Jeez. calling out Boba Fetish and saying, why didn't you contribute nice. this week? Because we wanted to say your name. Moving on. Next. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so anyone, mocking uh, you quietly. So the reason, did anyone read the article for the name, the Disney, Disney's Touching Me, Touching You edition? Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Put it in the, the spreadsheet. All yeah. right. See, gesture recognition in unlikely places. Yeah. Which, now that someone has done it, makes complete sense. Right. Yes. I was going, when I was started reading it, I was like, how's that going to work? Disney researchers, this is from wired.co.uk, Disney researchers put gesture recognition in doorknobs, chairs, fish tanks, etc. Huh? Uh-huh. Imagine a door that locks when you pinch the knob, or a smartphone that can be silenced with a hand gesture, or a chair that adjusts room lighting when you recline into it. A team of researchers at Disney Research and Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh have come up with a system called Touche, which, which uses the same capacitive technology as a smartphone's touchscreen to imbue everyday objects with body and gesture recognition. Mm-hmm. Which is way but cool. Now that I've yeah. seen it, I totally get it. Well, it's it a little be- different than the, the, the one on the phone because the one on the phone, they say it's, it's like binary. It's you either touch or it's not. You don't touch. Right. right. Um, but what they've done is they've given, it a, they've given it a spectrum of different touches. Which has made it really easy to give every touch a different command, and they get all these things to do such amazing things. Yeah. All these everyday objects. Everyday and objects. And they mentioned that they were approaching a hundred percent recognition rate even on it. So that's, that's better than my smartphone. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so one of the cool things with the doorknob that I saw, if you go to that link, be sure to watch the movie because that's the coolest part. The article is good, but the movie when when it shows you what show they're me, doing, don't tell me. Oh my gosh, it's so cool because they have a doorknob, they have a door, and it's got like a little porthole, like you know, on mm-hmm. a ship, and it's. Um, it's kind of like a foggy glass. So you can't really see through it. But when you touch the door, depending on how you close the door, so if you close it with like only like one finger, it, that little porthole will say, be back in five minutes. If you shut it with your entire hand like you normally Closed. would, it'll say, gone for the day. Wow. It's actually really neat if you watch the video. Dude, I'd be closing it with my whole hand all, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it does some really cool things. The one I'm, I'm kind of iffy on is the couch that they had. So if you watch when the guy, when you sit on the couch, it automatically turns on the TV. Okay. If you lay down on the couch, like kind of relaxing, they, um, it lowers, dims the lights. But if you turn over, like if you're about to go to sleep on the couch, hmm. it actually turns off the TV and the lights. Oh. 
And if you sit on the couch and you're 50 pounds heavier than the first time you sat on the couch, does it turn off the TV and turn the room lights up to full and <laughs> eject you from the couch? Not that quite, would be useful. Not quite sure it does that, <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, I was thinking, yeah, I mean, I was thinking, you know, so what happens when two of you sit down on the couch... <laughs> and you have to fight for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, well, it doesn't change the one, channel. Fight. It just turns yeah. on the TV. It's right, up to right, you guys right. to change the channel. But the the other <laughs> one they had is they had a table, and it can tell whether you have one elbow on the table, two elbows on the table, whether you have both arms on the table, if you're sleeping on the table. Like it's really it's interesting. Really interesting technology. I'd like to see how how it's used. More than anything? Yeah, I mean, the, the multi-touch gestures I've had some recent exposure to. I had a client that upgraded all their workstations to IMAX, and they got the big uh, Apple touch-sensitive pad instead of a mouse, so they can do multi-touch gestures, and they're, they're doing Parallels desktop to run Windows 7 because they have a whole bunch of accounting stuff that's Windows only. And they just have a three-fingered swipe to the left or to the right, and it just moves back and forth between Mac OS and Windows. And I think, that is the holiest thing ever. Yeah. And I'm going to go buy an iMac as my next computer <laughs> because this is the holiest thing ever. You can have the best of both worlds with a gesture. Right. Well, and I mean, the idea is, again, thinking about how you're actually going to use this, right? Mm -hmm. So you think about it and you say, what is the context? So what they're trying to do with the couch is they're trying to program in mm -hmm. understanding the context of what it means when you lay down on the couch. Right. Um, you and know, you like can set it to be, if you lay down on desire. the couch after 8 p.m., it does one thing. If you lay down on the couch at noon, it does a different thing. So it's more context aware. Right. Exactly. And, and this kind of setting this kind of context aware capacity so that different applications can get the same context or learning the individual behavior patterns, for example, is going to be kind of one of the next evolutionary steps forward. When well, they had a, they had a, the, an iPad, a phone that also had your like music on it mm -hmm. and that you could um, actually get your music by gesturing. So basically the phone's in your pocket, you have your little Bluetooth in your ear listening to your music and what you do in order to change songs, you actually put both your hands together and just touch fingertips, and that changes to the different songs. Excellent. If you wanted it, the vo if you wanted the volume higher, I think you like tapped your wrist with two fingers, and the volume went up. It was really yeah. Weird. There you go. But so and that one wasn't really context oriented. Mm -hmm. It was just like gestures, body right gestures, there's body yeah. 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 where you need to be. Well, um, they're yeah, trying so it's to kind of interesting, and they're trying to give you something. They're trying to give you a baseline so you can start um, kind of comparing and w there will be gestures that evolve as kind of these are the gestures that mean different things and it's it's probably sort of common you know what we would nonverbal communication is going to come out and so you know you said tap the wrist and and gnome wise did the give me more as if it was drugs and I was like <laughs> tap in the vein yeah, yeah. tap in the vein and I was like yeah exactly that could be you know that could be a very nonverbal but also it could be a matter of it know. could be a learning system where mm -hmm. you lay down on the couch you turn the TV off and you grab the remote and say no turn the TV back on and so the next time you lay down at that time of day it learns says no they, they didn't want right, the TV off right 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 or it could be, you know, I mean, incorporate, I'd like to see them really incorporate voice. So what you do is you teach it by telling it, 
yes or no. Mm-hmm. So it makes a decision, and you say that's a good decision or a bad decision. And like a child, it, it learns. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> bad couch. Couch. <laughs> <laughs> own rolled up newspaper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spray it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the it has it has a little nose on it. That you <laughs> yeah. Whack it. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, it, voice control is already there, and things like connect. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of bringing them together. Where yeah. when you lay down on the couch, you can instead say, "Would you like me to turn off the television, Dave?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, thank you, Hal. That's the fun part. So you, you get to name your your base the furniture. Unit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, you, to, you know, you get to name your house CPU, right. essentially, because yeah, you yeah, want your, your entire house. My couch house. is named Ron. My lazy chair is named Mercedes. She's a slut. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the best parts from uh, Old Man's War, the uh, John Scalzi book, where yeah. pe- people oh. get become Ma- old, get... Trans, their brains transplanted into nice young genetically engineered bodies with their brain pal. Oh, okay. Which is their built-in computer. And the very first thing they have to do is choose the command word to address their... Bananas. And whatever it may be. Yeah. Bananas. But you, uniformly, <laughs> it's things like... It's always hey, a safe word, so... <laughs> Blue dolphin. Right. Blue dolphin is the safe word. But no, they all choose a name to address their brain pal with, and uniformly, they're all like, hey, asshole. <laughs> yeah, the main character does that. Yeah. Which is why I call my GPS bitch. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Hicktib yeah. is my favorite, which is bitch spelled backwards. Yes. Mm. But the the ability to you know name your voice receptor, hey asshole. Yes, Dave. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Very well, cool. Yeah, uh. I, I I don't know. We named our GPS GLaDOS because she did continuously try to kill us. So Yeah, there is that. Mm-hmm. And she no, has the voice. That. Yes, mm, yes. There there was turn a- right here. I there said was- turn right. Meatbag. Oh. You bastard. <laughs> Murderer. Why, why didn't you turn right? <laughs> Sorry, I will deploy nice. an airbag every five seconds until you turn right. Oh. It's, like, it's like an in-car flashbang. You can only deploy Boom. it once. Boom. Yeah. Thank you for driving. No, it's a different airbag. All the airbags uh, around okay. the car are deployed. Yeah, you can only deploy one airbag yeah. once. Yeah. No. When it gets really side mad, it does the yeah. Other side curtain airbag, main airbag. Hey. Ejection seat, uh, if you have a cool car. Ejection, cool, ejection, ejection seat, but don't seat open, but don't open the top. Who wouldn't want an ejection seat in their car? I wouldn't. In the passenger seat. In the passenger oh, seat. Oh, passenger seat. Yeah. Yes. And as long as you're the one who's always driving, you're like hovering your finger over the button. Really, really? You think you're winning this argument? <laughs> Moving on. Anyways, uh, <laughs> next topic. <laughs> what? Uh, Are you gonna do the vodka one? That was kind of oh, we can do the vodka one. Sure. Uh, that vodka this was an interesting ad campaign by Ultimate Vodka. Ultimate Vodka. Ultimate Vodka, which they went around to New York and Chicago and had a guy dress up in a very nice suit and get into a window washer cart and lower himself with a bunch of signs to all the business people working there, things like... Right around break time. Yeah, right around break time and kind of basically telling them, hey, by the way, we got free booze <laughs> happening as soon as you're off work a couple blocks away. Right around, actually, right around five o'clock, because they say that people who work too much, people who take a break on Fridays, yeah. end up being more productive than people who overwork themselves. Yeah, especially in summer. Uh huh. Especially in the summer. So yeah, that's what he did. He lowered himself, and he had signs like, "Hey, did you know it's nice outside?" Or you know, yeah. things like that. And then he offers them, "Come on out, we have free drinks." Would you rather be drinking? Yeah. <laughs> Let's like, drink to you getting so out of here before six. So he's <laughs> hanging outside these 
office conference rooms uh-huh. in a full, full two-piece suit. suit, tie, everything, holding these signs. So some of the signs are, let's drink to you getting out of here before six. Yeah. Or, have you heard about fresh air? It's amazing. <laughs> As a and clever you, ad campaign. That's another one, too, that the video speaks more, more than so what we much can because say. you see the reaction. You see there. the reaction to yeah. all the people. They're like high fiving him, and as soon as he gets to the free drinks, everyone like thumbs up. Woo-hoo! And then they show all the people actually going. So it's it's working. It and is effective. It is working. It is very effective. They're going. But they're then they're going. Fun. They're getting sloshed, and they're forgetting all of it. That's okay. <laughs> what the hell happened yesterday? Last thing I remember, I was in the boardroom, and the rest of it's all a blur. Why does my mouth taste like vodka? Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Ultimate but, vodka. But talk about great <laughs> campaigns. That is a great well, campaign. That's just one of that's those things that the Europeans have right and we don't. Yeah. yeah. It's just crazy. Because yeah, I could take a three hour nap in the middle of my work day, no problem. Oh, it's the concept the, the concept of the yes siesta. It's called a siesta, maybe. Mm-hmm. But even I mean How about the three month com- vacation in the middle? Yeah, there's Ooh, a there's a common three thing month where vacation for everyone. A large part of Europe takes August off. Right. And they yep. go somewhere else. Italy, France is like that. Hmm. I'm like, yeah. They trade economies. I'm well, totally yeah. All of okay Italy with goes this. to France. All of France, France goes, goes to Italy. Italy. Yeah. I'm totally okay with this. Well, and a lot of things that they've done research on that I've you know read and listened to is basically it doesn't even really matter what it is. It doesn't have to be a siesta. It could just be playing video games for 10 minutes or walking around for 10 minutes. A break. Or just yeah, yeah. an actual break from actual working. So, you know, going into the lunchroom and just drinking a soda while you're still there, sitting there, is, and you're still thinking of work is not, is not the goal. It's no, I've, I've seen an increasing number of articles about how our modern lives are in conflict with the way our bodies are set up. Yes, millions of years of evolution. Yeah, and yeah. the and the recent history that we've just forgotten the way that what things that used to be normal. The one I keep seeing coming up recently is the um, concept of a break in the middle of the night where you wake up and do shit. Yeah. Where when people went to bed when the sun went down, mm-hmm. so there's no artificial lights. Sun goes down. Your body says, "Hey, time to sleep." You go to bed and you wake up around midnight. And you get up for a couple hours and you do stuff, usually with your spouse. <laughs> okay. This is where the babies were made. <laughs> or, or you just, you would. Or you're midnight, or, the concept or, of the midnight snack. Or, exactly. or you're de- Precisely. Or you're yeah. defending the cave against the saber-toothed tiger there who is wants that. to if come you, in. If you go way back in time. Yes, way back <laughs> We're talking about the, just, the just, way back before, yeah. just before Industrial Revolution. This right. was the norm. Before gas light and electric light right. where you had artificial light sources. So we're talking... You know, hundreds of years, not thousands of years sure. ago, it was the biological norm to sleep for a chunk, get up for a couple, two, three hours, do some stuff, go back to sleep and sleep the second half of the night and get up at dawn. Hmm. So we're working against that with this whole idea of we want to sleep in one chunk. Mm-hmm. And we also stay up much later than we used to because we have the benefit of electric light and and video games. And as one author has put it that I've read recently, digital stimulation. Yes. I know that sounds bad, but he's talking about television, computers, sure. the internet. He's not all talking that stuff. about Things devil that and triple Prevent your brain no. from cycling down. Um, Sorry, so, had to be said. Well, that sounds in conflict because I mean, a lot of doctor studies have also come out and said that you were supposed to get eight hours of continuous sleep a night. And this is all research that's been done post industrial right. revolution. Right. 
But I mean, I'm guessing they tried both theories in that. But did they? Is the question because would it have even occurred to them when, in their entire lifetimes, it was only ever the norm? Right. Well, of course, people sleep in one block at night. That's just how it's been my entire life. Well, but yeah, but think did. about this. Also, if you're getting up in the middle of the night and you're not turning on every light in the house and you're not, what you're having to do is exist by candlelight, then you're not getting the the impact of kind of that false sun right. feeling. So you're Your probably saying, oh, not... The sun's up. So you're probably not waking up the same way that you do when you walk in and turn on the full lights your in your bathroom and do the whole. Really differently. So you you you. It may be easier to go back to sleep. It may be so. It could be that they did, you know, what seven to twelve or whenever the sun went down to twelve, and then they were up, and then they did two to seven or whenever the sun came mm-hmm. up again, and they actually did a five and five and got ten hours, but it wasn't contiguous. It was a split shift. So who knows? I, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I don't know how the brain would work with that. I really don't. don't. Know. I so. try not to talk to my brain. It, it's a strange place and squishy. Yeah. So best not to listen to it either. No. It <laughs> says strange things, especially when sleeping. <laughs> so close to home for me because I'm an old school Doctor Who fan, and I'm so pleased that we have our new school Doctor <laughs> Who fans here with us. Hey. Welcome to the tribe. I've been uh, converted for a while. Like I said I watched Tom Baker. <laughs> I watched Tom all Baker his was stuff. the man. So uh, he was he was the the original gateway, the 1970s yeah. version gateway right, drug. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But now uh, it's actually good. Yeah, exactly. Actually, it was great when I was actually, like no, six. It, it was great. <laughs> the, you go back and you look at merely the stories right. of the classic Doctor Who's, and uniformly, with with you know few exceptions, they're great stories. Yeah. Where they just totally lack the budget and the yeah, technology it's just cheesy. to That's tell. Right. The ones where they don't rely on aliens and weird costumes and you know, special effects yeah. is where the old Doctor Who really shines. Right. Which, is just, which is a story about people. Um, you can see, okay, the writing was pretty right. damn good. Mm-hmm. Now, the stuff near the end of its run, the last three seasons in the late 80s, mm-hmm. uh, so even good. the writing was circling the drain. Yeah. It was... It was Time to go on hiatus. Yeah. It, it was the well was dry. Right, right. So, in the land of good news, as far as continuity goes, Matt Smith, the current the eleventh Doctor, uh, has committed or stated that he intends to stand for at least two more years. Right. There's always been speculation of you know, when's the Doctor going to leave? When's the Doctor going to leave? Is it because I've read a lot that he's out of the new three Doctors, he's the least favorite? Which I find surprising because the ratings are highest with him than they ever were with the previous two. They've been, just been steadily climbing. Hmm. Yeah, I, everything I read, everyone's like, yeah, no, 10's my favorite, 9 was awesome, and 11's like a dork. Don't, the numbers I, don't bear that out. I yeah. thought that he was, you know, originally I was like, oh, he's kind of a dork compared he's to... Definitely, he's the youngest but, actor to have ever played the role. But yeah, it doesn't matter it, if it's, you're young. They're just yeah. different. Um, I think he's done a really, really good job in the role. I'm, I, very, I very much have enjoyed... His, the storylines mm-hmm. and that and the well you know how well he's done it, but it it is one of those things where I was upset when Nine left, right? I was upset yeah. when Eccleston, well, Eccleston left because yep. he had his one year. I wish he would have stayed one for at least year. two years. Yeah, yeah. Was, he was so good. One year, he had his really? one year, and he was phenomenally good. And then you got Tennant in, and Tennant was had a good long run. He had a good long run. He was also the sexy doctor. Yes, he yes. was the doctor that it was like you definitely are. 
sexy. We understand he why. Definitely have you Rose know. Rose likes you. People yes. are throwing themselves at him. And well, he, the, the role he played right before Doctor Who was Casanova. Yeah, he said that. So, yeah. Well, he's right. played a lot of good roles that were that, yeah. he's in he, that, he, that he had that the good pen. mojo going yeah. on. Yeah. So he had, he had a lot of he yeah. had a lot of really good stuff going for him. He's excellent actor, very attractive, yeah. really did a good job, good storylines. Um, different relationships with his companions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you come into Matt Smith and you get, um, it's just different. And very it's different. still very good. It's just different. Definitely and I can see where manic. people struggle with the, yeah. the shift over. And that's, and yeah, it's um, tough if you have a doctor you really like to right. go to one. Because I mean, it was harder even for me because I was like, oh, I, I liked Eccleston, but I liked him because I knew him from other things. So right. I, like, I like this actor. And you watch him, and Dax and I were talking about this the other day. It's like Eccleston really portrayed the. I'm a time lord. I'm going to kick your ass. Right. Like right. he brought he that mad. level to that. And because he was, yeah. he's a pretty big guy. And I mean, mm-hmm. he was kind of had that imposing. Whereas Tenet, you're kind of like, he's hey, like I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. See, I told you. I, I, I did tell you that I was going to get you. And, it's, and I'm it's, sorry about it's it. It's not the intimidation <laughs> yeah. factor. It's more right. the aloof factor. So, and I mean, we'll see what this next one brings. But Well, they actually, they take the, yeah. the continual... Doctor is victorious. Doctor is victorious. Right. Into account in the Matt Smith years when I can't remember the the, the, guy, the, the guy who takes over the Stephen Moffat takes yeah. over the writing, the writing right. and the producing yeah. of the new series. Yeah. And they actually make it a story element where he perhaps has taken that a little too far. Ah, okay. Right. Good. He's interfered too much. He's he's become too big. big. Yeah. He and is. The universe is responding too to that. He's right. He maybe doesn't. See what's coming good. at him, which is to me is really good storytelling. Yeah. Hmm. It, but it means the actor really was told you need to play up the cockiness. Yeah, you need to play yeah, up the sure. arrogance that you can't be stopped, and because this is a very because you're about to fall really hard. Right, right. Because because you are so arrogant. Yeah. Um, so part of it is from the get go, he was probably told yeah, we need you to be a little over be, the top yeah, here. Yeah. Because we got plans for you in the next several episodes. That makes sense. Um, it's good, and it's been fun to watch him. Turn that corner, yeah. and now be a slightly more subdued Get version. Get a little. Yeah, yeah. basically, I need to fade into the shadows here. Yeah. I got too big. Yeah. Um, so, what the actor impressively has that range. That's good. I had to be sold on Matt Smith. Yeah. I, I too had the same David Tennant culture shock of yeah. And what other show do you do you watch through where they keep changing the actor who's playing yeah. the main character? Yeah, that's true. Right. It's just not something you're Very used to on television. And what's nice about it is they've built it into the storyline. Right. Well, that, so you get the, that's, he see, remembers, but he's not the same man. That's right. what makes it work, is yeah. because and they've written it into the storyline from the right. word right. go. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And it avoids the issues you run into with a storyline like that falls vampires that are supposedly immortal, frozen in time, right. and, or like uh, anything where you have like data on Star Trek, where you're like, that android's looking kind of old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Which actually yes. I think is a really neat thing they did with um, Barrowman with um, Captain Jack Hartnett. Mm-hmm. He still ages. Because yeah. he still ages. Yeah. He just, just slow. Just, but yeah. Yeah. So that's part of it. That's you haven't cool. gotten to the reveal of... Yes, we yes, got we to did. that. Okay. We yeah. did. That was great. That was yeah. one I now didn't see. Now you know where he's heading. I didn't see know. that coming, so no, that was good. That was good. Yeah. All right. Uh, wait. All right. Before we go to break, I have okay. two things real quick. Okay. Hit me. Okay. Number one is the on Kickstarter, Through the Fire, Life After Star Trek. Oh, Excuse right. me, yeah. Through the Fire. Uh-huh. It's a Kickstarter being done by Michael Dorn to do a romantic comedy starting, starring uh, cast members from The Next Generation. 
They have uh, $44,153 of a $750,000 goal. I'm assuming it's not set in the Star Trek. No, no it's Paramount not. Paramount would have words with no, this. It, no, it's not. It's not at all. But I'm reading along the side the sidebar with the pledges on it, and they have a pledge of $5,000 or more. I thought this was the funniest one. Star Trek The Next Generation pinball machine owned by Michael Dorn and signed by cast of The Next Generation. You will also receive a digital copy of Through the Fire and a Pinball Wizard credit in the film, which I thought was really <laughs> cool. <kind> of cool. <laughs> it's already been sold, <laughs> which I thought was pretty sweet. Okay, the other one for our call-in topic after the break mm-hmm. was Science Fiction's 2012. 25 years ago, a group of scientists and writers offered their visions of today's world. Were they close? Um, and they have people in it like... There's a link in it, and I'll post it in the IRC. Um, Frederick Pohl, Jerry Ponell, Roger Zelazny, Gregory, Gregory Benford... Um, Nobel Prize winning physicist uh, Sheldon Glashow Isaac Asimov is in it and there is a link it's on the word here and I think it's the third paragraph where you can actually pull up it's called writersofthefuture.com slash time capsule predictions and you can read everything that everybody wrote it's actually very cool um, I know Todd will be happy to hear this Orson Scott Card is one of the people who did this awesome which is very interesting so Robert Silverberg there's a lot of very some people I've never heard of but there are some serious heavy hitters in the world of science fiction authors who wrote on this so it's a very interesting read um, some of them are very short um, <laughs> Uncle Isaac's is two lines long um, and there are some of them that are several paragraphs long, but it, it's you have to read the stuff carefully because it's it's very dense. Um, and I will go ahead and post the original article right now in the IRC so that y'all can look at it. Y'all, all y'all, all y'all. Sorry, I spent a week in Texas. <laughs> That'll do it to you. Yeah, he's been infected. But I had some really good barbecue while Don't I was talk there. Talk about the brain mm. slug. And just switch to a garlic-based shampoo. Moving on. <laughs> when we return, we will be taking your calls, so warm up your copies of Skype. And you can Skype the VTW Shows account or go to the front page of vtwproductions.com and click on the I'm Online link in the bottom right-hand corner, and it should Skype click to call right on in. And what the hell was the call-in topic? <laughs> we just talked about we it. We just talked about it. Don't you listen to the show? If you were there, if you were around in, in, in if, if you were around in 1987, right. what you expected out of the year 2012? Or what is your favorite? Yes. either really crazy, inaccurate view of the future, or scary, accurate right. version of the future from uh, authors. You are listening to Casually Hardcore live on Versus the World Radio. We shall return after a little bit more. Jonathan Colton, this is targeted directly at the beard bearer Barry Von Awesome. Skullcrusher Mountain. We'll be back right after this. Welcome to my secret lair on Skullcrusher Mountain. Hope that you've enjoyed your stay so far I see you met my assistant Scarface His appearance is quite disturbing I assure you he's harmless enough He's a sweetheart, calls me master And he has a way of finding pretty things And bringing them 
monster to please you But I get the feeling that you don't like it What's with all the screaming? You like monkeys, you like ponies Maybe you don't like monsters so much Maybe I use too many monkeys Isn't it enough to know that I ruined a pony Making a gift for you Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinions. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. And we got the peeps that are calling in, so I should perhaps answer. Brace yourselves. I finally accepted the upgrade. I've been trying to jam down my throat the last month and a half. Wow. So, can the person on the phone. Yes. Yes. Hey, hey, didn't it kill works. it. <laughs> and. Oh, the, oh, call, the call is still young. Oh, young one, Sean Caster. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Good. Still kicking. What is your opinion on. Uh, you likely. Uh, don't fit the profile of having been all that uh, coherent around 1987, do you? I was not around at that point in time. I hate you. 
<laughs> Dude, <laughs> I am so old. <sighs> so what is your opinion on today's call-in topic? Uh, well, I have read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. Hmm. So The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy itself reminds me a lot like a Kindle or a Nook. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. I yeah, hadn't thought about that. There's, 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 there's a little great, book that holds yeah. all kinds of information. That's a actually, good point. Actually, it reminds me of the internet. Ask it, I and mean, it shall he, <laughs> supply He called it. You. I mean, they had the network that connected all the mm-hmm. hitchhikers, and there was the sub-Ethernet. Right. So Ethernet, Ethernet. Um, also, there's a great XKCD cartoon out there where the guy's one stick figure is playing with the, the uh, Kindle. And says, yeah, I'm just getting out on you know, free WhisperNet and doing some basic web browsing here. And I'm just downloading some books, uh, some research books to my Kindle. And the other one grabs it out of his hand and says, wait a second, let me see that. Scratch, 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 scratch. Scratches off the Kindle logo and reveals Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, so, okay, so continue. Hitchhiker's Guide. It, it does. It reminds me a lot of a Kindle. You can... You have all this information at your fingertips. You can download almost anything, be it a newspaper or a book that you want to read. It can give you all the information you need about a place if you're new there. Yeah, I think it fits. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think so. could make the same argument about smartphones too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true. I definitely think if you look at some of the things in today's society, people definitely have a version of uh, danger sensing glasses as well because they definitely put on Juju the blinders. Juju 200 super chromatic peril sensitive yeah. sunglasses. Yeah. They go completely black at the first sign of anything stressful right. to stop you from seeing it. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Oh, jeez. All right. Excellent. Of course, no. of course, they'd go black as soon as I opened up my bank account. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing here to alarm you, sir. <laughs> All righty. The curb kicking commences. <sighs> and welcome to Casually Hardcore. You're on the air. Who's calling? This is Deus Ex. How are you guys? Deus Ex. Of the awesome name. We're a little dizzy, but all right. One of us is a little dizzy. Regarding okay, the- fine. We're 20% <laughs> dizzy. All right. What's your thoughts? Regarding the topic, I was, let's see, depending on the time frame that this stuff was written in 87, I was either seven or eight years old. Okay. And my future, what I had thought of at that time was more of the Jetsons mindset where we would be flying around in cars and have jetpacks and all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, when you're young uh, yeah. like that, I can see that, like, oh, that'd be so awesome. Yeah. And then you get a little older, especially when you start driving, you go, how? Work without mass yes. accidents. How could everywhere. I, that's how why could I, watch, I ever do this in three that's dimensions? That's why I watched the, the, the last three Star Wars movies or um, uh, the prequels, The Fifth Element, yeah. yes. where they have all that the aerial weird. traffic going on. I'm like, I'm like, there's no way they, yeah. they just couldn't make this. As much problems as we have as air, with air traffic now. I'm like, there's no way they could make that work. It'd be mass chaos. Well, if you had it, if it was machine controlled, so it you didn't, it wasn't you driving. Well, and then we go into Skynet, and I'm not (laughs) sure I want that either. (laughs) Sorry, I had to throw that one out there. Skynet doesn't have to be evil. Yes, it does. Back to the future, Back to Future Part Two route as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that's true. Skateboards and all that. There is yeah. that. Hoverboard. Hoverboards. Hoverboards be all right. Hoverboards, yeah. 
I'd break an arm or two, right. I'm sure. You think. So, so your general feeling is most of the authors were feeling a little too fantastical and the reality has under-delivered. Oh. Yeah, for, if that's the way to describe it, then yes. I All want right. my damn jetpack. Where's my flying car? Actually, well, and the the skateboard too. Yeah, the hoverboard. hoverboard. I I think that the images are 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 one thing. I think the images of technology are what people are talking about. But mm-hmm. a lot of these authors were really talking about politics and economy. Mm-hmm. So and societal e- changes. And societal <laughs> there changes. is that. Yes. And, and so you read in here, and some of them were right on talking about economic collapse talking about um the kind of the the struggle one of them talked about the retribalization of africa which was really interesting but they they the the idea here was they either went straight to utopia you guys have figured it all out we completely screwed it up and you guys figured it out or they went the opposite way or they way. went the opposite direction and said if you haven't had a totally destructive nuclear war by now you're struggling by struggling to feed eight billion people. You're struggling to do yeah. all kinds of things, and so it was really, really interesting to to kind of um, yeah. There see. was there was one in there that said something about that almost every well, it was like the, if you can read this thing because they if said, you're still here in 2012, right? Well, yeah. Well, it wasn't even that. It was making the assumption that you were still here, but it was making the assumption that nine out of ten. Uh, at least Americans anyways, 9 out of 10 Americans had a vocabulary of about 500 words. Ah. Ah, got it. And most, to be able to do, you know, you'd sit in front of a machine and it would show you images and this is, that was Fahrenheit work, 4, basically. 5, 1. Exactly. We are so, which I ones. thought that was interesting. I'm like, thank God I can read. Mm-hmm. I, uh, was kind of my thought. All right, Dave, so I'm going to kick you to the curb to make room for more here. Thank you for calling in today. Yep. I, what, what do you have to say? Oh, I just, there's one in here that's just... It's, it's, uh, it, it didn't happen. It's mm-hmm. false, but it's such a hopeful statement that I'm like, I want to read it. <laughs> and Hit it's it. short. <laughs> Go for it. We got time. It, this was Jack Williamson's, um, and it was a letter to 2012. It says, greetings to 2012. If we had a time phone now in 1987, we would beg you to forgive us. We've burdened you with impossible debts, wasted and polluted the planet that, you that should have been your rich heritage, left you instead a dreadful legacy of ignorance, want, and war. Yet in spite of that, we have a proud faith in you, faith that you have saved yourselves, that you are giving birth to no more children than you can love and nurture, that you have cleansed and healed your injured planet, ended hunger, conquered crime, learned to live in peace. Looking forward to a better future for you than we can see for ourselves, we trust that you will use your computers and all your new electronic media to inform and liberate, not to, nominate, not to dominate and oppress. Trust that you will employ the arts of genetic engineering to advance the human species and make your children better than yourselves. We know that you will be inventing new sciences that would dazzle us, opening brave new frontiers and climbing onward toward the stars. We live again through you. Sincerely, Jack Williamson. So it's just so beautifully written. We got work to do. Oh my God, do we ever. But I would point out, using all your new electronic media to inform and liberate, not to dominate and oppress. Thank you, Twitter, for Mm -hmm. freeing... Libya. Arab Spring. (laughs) Arab Spring, yep. Um, So, I mean, there's little pieces. And then genetic engineering, we can do it at this point, but we haven't 
we, I mean, we're not uh, using it for either good or ill at this point. I mean, with the, the information systems, we, on one hand, we have the Arab Spring social media contributing to people trying to fight oppression. On the other extreme, we have the United States actively trying to annihilate WikiLeaks. Because right. Because they... And, and China banning the word internet. Yes. Is China banning anything that free. actually right. might interfere with their control of their yes, population? Yes, exactly. But there I is mean, that. that's what China cares about. They care about controlling their population. So, Sakani, what do you have to say on, the, on this fine occasion? Oh, am I actually here? You, You're actually yeah. here. You are. Go Lions. You, you've been here for some time. We've just you, been ignoring you. You exist. Okay, because I'm actually using the Skype client on my phone this time, and it apparently is um, broken because not only has it told me that you we are disconnected, but it has not stopped ringing. Oh. <laughs> you, nice. you, you sound absolutely yeah. fine, especially Technology for a phone client. Technology is magic. So what are your, what are yeah, your feelings so, well, on today's topic? Yeah. Well, I was going to also add one into about the flying cars thing, but mm-hmm. I wanted to note that it's interesting how back in 87, our visions of the future were more based on um, what was the progressive reality back then. For example, you know, back then, our big thing was the automobile. That was a big achievement. And so a lot of the views of the future were based on, say, you know, flying cars and you know, super giant skyscrapers and a um, New York City that looked just like in the fifth element. Mm-hmm. And we fast forward to now, and our views of the future are based more on what was going on with um, the Internet, communications, uh, you know, basic media, things like that. Mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting. I just think it's interesting how our views on the future change based on what um, has actually happened in the present. Yeah, because the, uh, the so, concept of the information revolution wasn't quite underway then. That was, was more of an early 90s thing where the, the web right. started to enter people's consciousness. The information age. It's because that's theoretical. It's, very, it, it's, it's not something in your face. It's much easier right. to visualize something that's so impactful as a flying car. But than now, the, how can you imagine you know, not having right, the internet right. oh, yeah. so oh, part yeah. of us? Right. right. You just look it up on the Google. Yeah. Every time I have a friend who goes to a place where they don't have internet, I'm like... Withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh my God, I just yeah. don't know. I realized Iraq. how many times I looked at a phone, at Good. my phone at lunch the other day. No. Just like, it's a good point. I mean, eventually well, we'll, get calls? To, we'll get to the point. I mean, back then you thought, okay, a flying car, that's the next logical mm-hmm. step. For now, it's right. also it's like the the thought of Minority Report and him walking through the mall and it doing that type of identification Off marketing. Retinas, yep. Yeah. That's like, oh, well, yeah, obviously that sounds like something that could happen. Well, yeah, you get that <laughs> yeah. You get that now with the internet. Sure. Yeah. Based on things with cookies and stuff like tracking that. Tracking and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, cookies and tracking with stuff that you get right now. I mean, I'm looking at our website and it's got stuff that's specifically pointed right at me and the uh, surfing that I've been doing lately lately and AdWords, websites that I've Google, been on. We yes. have Google AdWords mm-hmm. column there and it's looking at you, not looking yep. at just our site. Be afraid. Be you very know what, afraid. You know what I want in the future? I want that uh that machine, that self operated machine that they had in the new Oh and Prometheus. In Prometheus. Yeah. yeah. Where it, where, oh the yeah the yeah. the recovery time recovery. on it is amazing. I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the the I medical mean, yeah the medical pod thing. I mean, after major surgery, the recovery time is like what ten minutes max. And no, then you're back I, to normal. I think they they gave enough service to what she was actually doing. What she was doing, she had her gut stapled shut. Yeah. But four or five times she was hitting herself with a huge narcotic injection right in her gut. Mm-hmm. Then she still should not have been able to move. <laughs> is the thing. 
I'll, I'll give it to them. Well, that, just add that to another thing Prometheus that made absolutely no sense whatsoever. Don't yeah. get me started on that. That's for sure. <laughs> well, what I've been watching is the list of bonus scenes mm-hmm. that they've announced for the Blu-ray release. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, there's the rest of the goddamn movie. Oh, yeah. That's what we expected. <laughs> they have one segment, they have one deleted scene, which is entitled The Engineer Speaks. Right. Uh, That'd be good. Oh, that might add something to the whole, uh, don't make me kill you people. <laughs> All right, Sakani, wow. thank you for joining us. I'm glad your phone works so very well. Yeah, bye. Hey, no problem. Take care, guys. At not seeing you at PAX, but right. thank you for passing your tickets on to... Yeah. Our producer. Yes. Mary. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he will enjoy them, and I'm going to get out here now. Um, just one more thing. Go Lions. Shout Hell out. yeah. Oh, no. Hell yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Let's see how All that right. Madden cover works out for you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just you watch. Uh, welcome to Casually Hardcore. You're on the air. Why do you say that with such disdain in your voice? <laughs> you don't want to talk so to me. Disdain? That's love. Don't you talk Listen. to people you love like this. I love you. You're pretty so much. I've been waiting like six months to get a call in uh, one week before him. So I want to give a shout out to Ambrosia, Hartnett, whatever. Oh. <laughs> nice. That's freaking outstanding. Mino. <laughs> Stealing the thunder. Wait, you, sir, win one internet. Yes, yes, you do. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people hit on stuff I was going to talk about already. Um, I, my theory on flying cars is that we probably have the technology. But they're not telling us about it because people are too stupid to not kill themselves in cars that are already yes. on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's I, no I, way that they're going to give pilot license to everybody to be flying cars around. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing I thought was interesting, and it actually ties into something you guys were already talking about on the show with uh, uh, the, the Disney motion detecting technology and stuff, and stuff, is in Back to the Future, uh, he goes into the uh, 80s diner. And he goes up to the arcade machine, and he, you know, he's playing that game with the shooting and everything. And the kid goes, "Oh, you got to use your hands. That game's for babies." That's exactly what games are going to be like in a few years because Thank everything's going to be motion control, like the Kinect and all that stuff. And people are going to be like, "What? You got to pick up the controller? That's stupid." Or like, that's, uh, that's like caveman. The start. The s- Yes. Hello, computer. The Star Hello, Trek movie computer. with the one with the whales. I forget which one. Four. Four. Oh, yes. yes. Where Scotty sits down at the, at the computer to give them the, the clear. And he computer. says, computer. And it doesn't do anything. And then he figures out he has to actually use his oh, fingers no, to type. No, no, he picks up the mouse. Mc- McCoy, oh, that's yeah. right. McCoy hands, hands the mouse. mouse. Oh, uses the microphone. Hello, Hello computer. computer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the guy from the contemporary times. Just use the keyboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> keyboard. How quaint. Yes. Yes. Tap, 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 tap. I mentioned that uh, when I ordered my iPad uh, from Apple, they offered the free laser etching on the back. So I I had to have them put don't panic on it. That was the only option. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have to put it in large, friendly levers? Large, friendly levers. Yes. Yes. My fiance did the same. She found a sticker to go on the back of her Mac so that it goes around the apple. It's the big right, right. smiley face with the don't panic on it. It's pretty nice. cool. Mm-hmm. She's doing it right. Yes, she is. Shout out to I mean, it, an iPad or Kindle or anything like that isn't the hip checker's guide to the galaxy. I don't know what is. I would have to agree with you on that. Yep. It is the standard repository of all knowledge and wisdom. It's yeah, true. help us. It's true. Wikipedia. And if you look at Star Trek The Next Generation, what, 400 years in the future, they're going to be isn't the exact same things. Well, the interesting thing is the Star Trek to the Next Generation computer system 
is essentially we could do it right now. The only difference between now and the future is capacity. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The holodeck? I didn't. That's, I, don't, I don't consider I that part of the I would so have one oh, of those okay. in my home. I know, right? I've got about a bedroom for that. The, just the actual computer system. The just LCARS, the pads library and, computer okay. and retrieval system, okay. standard interface, mm-hmm. um, is basically our only limitation now is we can't have a single device that holds everything we know. And we don't have quite the computing power to search it really fast and do comparisons really quickly. Right. But we can do all those things now. We in, could independently of each other. Right. So right now, all only that stands between us and a Star Trek computer is just is an, integ- so, an integrated interface system. That's yeah, really some it. more some more capacity yeah. for storage mm-hmm. and some faster processors for reacting quickly. Yes, right. Because the voice interface is already here. Tons of storage is already here. Just not quite the tons we need. You you could totally design and operate the working. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hell, they've got yeah. that stuff in cars now. The rental car I had last week was a Ford and had the sync system in it. Uh, yeah, the Ford. And uh, I didn't really play with it too much because it kind of freaked me out, but it, uh, it, I kind of <laughs> wish I had now. It was kind of cool to be able hey, to asshole. do all that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had, uh, I, you know, I read a, a science fiction book um, a while ago that, had a very interesting concept that was the brain interface concept. Mm -hmm. And what they were doing was they were interacting with other, of course, alien species. And what they had was they had the headdress that had all the chips in it. And based on the one you inherited from your parents, from your mother or your father, and it had all of their knowledge and all of their knowledge, plus all of the societal and cultural stuff. So basically, you'd, you'd put this on, it would interface into your brain, and it would enhance your intelligence. With all of your generations and With your generational knowledge in there as well. So it was something that you passed mm, down from generation to generation. That's kind of interesting. That would be kind of neat, because my grandfather knew some cool stuff. Yeah. Because I can't, I can't, like, raise a plant to save my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, well, this... The Black Void, yeah. I'm looking at the Black Void, and Emperor makes an interesting comment, talking about responding to um, Talia. Talia made the comment... There are people out there who remember the world before the internet, man. And Emperor's response was, it was a slower world, a quieter world, a better world. Now, the better portion is up for debate, I yeah, would say. Yeah, of course. Because was it better that you knew less about what was going on around you? I would say you were probably certainly happier. Because ignorance, ignorance is bliss. Is bliss. <laughs> exactly. So you would feel better because you wouldn't necessarily know about horrible injustices happening on the other side of the world or even six counties over. Yeah. Right. Because your world was smaller. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. Actually, we, you could still get snippets of that. When we go visit yeah. my family in Mexico who lives in a really, really small village, when we don't go to the bigger city, mm-hmm. when we go to that small bil- village, it's kind of like that. You know, it's a very mellow, stress-free, happy, hanging out, eating and just talking and to people kind of time. They're just talking about what are the relatives doing, what's happening around here. I look at it all like 
that it's all no country for old men. You're it's looking back at that time. You look at it with rose colored vests. Back then, the same stuff existed, and probably you and folks at that time probably said, you know, twenty years ago, back things day, were a lot slower so. and better. Well, and think about really life weren't. without TV. Yeah. You but know, the, the I radical, mean, but the radical change of the internet, of as far as just getting information, there's been radical change throughout history. Every every so many years, something big happens. Right. The internet is just the next big thing. And I really happened. think we're still adjusting to it. I would have to agree with that. I don't think so. I mean, not so much as we were, but we're getting there. But No, but I think that cultures that have faster access to information, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, get, if, you get an, if you're getting information faster, especially when it has to do with problems or, or issues yeah. that need to be fixed, mm-hmm. those get to you faster than to, some, than to some of the people in these rural areas, and they have different problems but they don't have world problems. Yep. They have we, their problems. Yeah. We have reached the end of our show, so we're going to, since it was Emperor's comment that started that bit of conversation. Yeah, I think we should pick this up next week. Well, so I'm going <laughs> to pass the baton to yeah. him right now and yeah. say, talk more about what you said in the Black Void on your show. So coming up next on Versus the World Radio, The Emperor's Court, your three-hour break from internet porn with our favorite right-wing nut job and his See? best friend, the left-wing nut Without job. the internet, you can take a break, break from, from the porn. Exactly. exactly. Yep. I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> it's all better. <laughs> I leave it to you to continue the conversation. Everyone, thank you for listening. We'll be back. Now, next week is our last show before PAX. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So we will need input from all of you as to uh, who you would like us to go interview. We have that one day where we have an hour, you know, then we'll have three teams that can go out and, and snag people before the massive crowds are there. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a particular game that's in development that you want to hear from the developers on. Please send us an email to ch at vtwproductions.com. We will do our best to get to them with a recording device uh, before the great mob of people or even... Yeah. See if we can corner them during the great mob of people. So we want to try and bring to you what the, the different games that you want to hear about. Yeah, because we want to hit it in that hour to two hours of that morning on Friday because then Grail's going to be board gaming and role-playing the entire weekend. You think? That's right. <laughs> That's what he'll be talking about. His post-mortem Bitches. will be <laughs> board gaming and role-playing. <laughs> and they were wicked good. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. It's going to be the first time there's more than just like three of us. Exactly. It's going to be so much I paid my dues. Fun. You guys get to go out. Barry is going to have to do all the interviews. He's going to have to do all the panels. He's going to have to wait in line for everything. <laughs> all right. And we get to play. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank you. You have been listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Our thanks go out to our all-volunteer support teams on Versus the World Productions. We could not do this without you, and we greatly appreciate the time you spend on this. The research team, the art team, the audio team with new member, Johnny Feisty. Say hi to him on the uh, Versus the World forums. Special thanks go out to The Rock, who has been helping me take care of the 24-7 server and keep it running uh, Bioman Alchemist for providing the Shoutcast servers. You can find us on Facebook. Search for Versus the World or VTW Productions. And you can also search for Casually Hardcore. You will find our pages there. Follow us on the Twitter, Alpha Geek Radio, VTW Productions, Gnomewise, Izzy Grail, I-Z-Z-Y Grail, Daxa C-H, Gwenora, and Iolite underscore C-H. Send us your email, ch at vtwproductions.com. Check out our sister feeds on the site, Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Interviews. They're available under the Shows tab. 
Find us on Stitcher Radio. The live stream is now available as part of Stitcher Radio as well as the show downloads. And if you have something to purchase from Amazon.com, either EU people or US people, go to the Casually Hardcore page. Use the search widgets on the right-hand side, and you will be donating to the show without it costing you anything extra. We get a little tiny cut of anyone who buys stuff from Amazon that comes through our search window. We greatly appreciate your support. Up next, Emperor's Court. I have been Nomize. I've been Iolite. I've been Gwenora. I've been Dexa. Yeah, I've been Grail. We'll be back next week. And we are... Out of here. Let's go. Bang. I know where you live. Bye. Bye-bye, radio people.